0: Yeah, it's lovely to uh, be here again. You know, I regard it as a privilege. I do, that I get to speak about Jesus Sunday by Sunday, and, and uh, it's a, something uh, that delights me and is a joy to me, and, and something that I hope uh, I will do until the end of my days. And also, I want to say it's a privilege to me that, that I get to serve with you guys. I love your enthusiasm. You know, I, I, it's, I get to speak with a lot of pastors, and increasingly so, as we've grown, people come and want to talk to our staff and talk to me, and they're struggling. I was talking to a, a German pastor this week who came and uh, visited and spent the day with him and his family, and they're taking a few days' respite, that's the word for it, a few days' respite from their ministry just outside of Frankfurt. Ralph and Sonia Richter. Some of you will remember Ralph and Sonia. They were on staff here for a while and then we sent them out as church planters initially and then they ended up in the Lutheran Church and they're leading a church, a large church actually. But there is a group of people and I'm not sure what the motivation is uh, but there's a group of people in that church who have made it their mission in life to uh, make pastor ralph's life a misery do you know they say that when pastor ralph lays hands on people in prayer for the sick that he is imparting demons can you believe it this is the 21st century this is europe this isn't some sort of extraordinary little island in the middle of the pacific and they have put together a case and they've taken it to the bishop it's extraordinary. And, and, and I must say, I am astounded at the way some people are with, with their pastors. But it's a privilege to serve you. It's a challenge, but it's a privilege. And I love your enthusiasm. So I just wanted to say that. And just uh, if you did clap me, I wanted to just honor you, bless you guys. Today, we're doing something a little different, something special, something actually very important. We started a, a series um, two or three weeks ago called Beyond, and it's, we've had Beyond uh, Belief, Beyond Words, and today we're doing something which may be a step out of that, but I, I actually want to say, I want to call it, it's not going to go up on the screen, but I'm going to call it Beyond Promises, and today is a special st- Sunday because all over the world, people are standing up for, for poverty. Now, some of you will remember we did this two or three years ago. We still wear white bands. You know, I went into the Oxfam shop this week to get a new one because this is definitely getting very manky and they hadn't got any, but I hope that means they sold out. But today we're going to renew that pledge. We're going to consider some of the issues that we're still struggling with. And uh, today uh, the organisers are hoping to set up a world record, believe it or not. They're hoping that today worldwide 67 million people will stand up and, uh, and really encourage our leaders, in spite of the incredible economic challenges that are facing the West at the moment, nonetheless to remember the poor and remember promises that were made in 2005, in 1999, and, uh, and just say, guys, be great they not be average, also ran leaders. be great. Remember the poor. So that's what we're going to be focusing a little bit on this, this morning. And I want to encourage you. I think you'll go out of this place invigorated and energized. I hope so. We're going to take a slightly different tack on it. But first of all, I'd love you to welcome, please, dear Roger, our heads up, our Just Action team. Roger, would you come and join me? Roger Chisholm. So, uh, if you don't know Roger, Roger heads up our Just Action group. Why don't you just tell us quickly, Roger, have we got, where's the microphone gone? Rich? Uh, could you just pass that up to us, please? I beg your pardon. Thank you. Thanks. Great stuff. So, just tell us about Just Action, and then tell us a little bit about today and some of the issues we're
1: facing. Thanks, Roger. Hi, welcome. Welcome. Um, Yes, and thanks, Chris. uh, At the Global Leadership Summit we had here about two or three years ago, we had Bono talking about world poverty, um, and that really started something here at at Vineyard in St Albans and and got people wanting to do something more about it. So as a result of that, we've set up Just Action, um, and we've been doing some things every now and then, just quite focused every now and then when we feel there's an issue of poverty that as a church we need to speak out against, and we've, we've done that. Um, and we've done some fun as well We had a curry evening on Tuesday this week I think there were a few people here that came to that um, And it was, it was fun We had curry, we had music We relaxed, we had uh, a good laugh um, And we, we did some, some, grappled with some issues we, we played a trade game And we divided people in the church here Up into rich countries from the US From Tanzania, from Mozambique And we played this game And within about 40 minutes We had stealing Going on here at Vineyard. Oh <laughs> we had people telling people that uh, I think the US at one point turned around and said to Mozambique, clear off. And then Tanzania came along and they said, we're going to take all of your clothes and we're going to take all of your possessions. And uh, we were having fun, but it didn't take long for the friends here once they were put in that rich country, poor country divide to suddenly act as badly as sometimes we see on the world stage. So I think we learned some lessons, yeah. Yeah,
0: sounds good. (laughs) Well done. Now, tell us a bit about today. I've done an introduction. Just uh, help us uh, get ourselves in gear with with the importer today.
1: Okay. Well, you're even more up-to-date than I am because I went on the website on Monday and there were 40 million signed up to be standing up over this weekend. So if it's up to 67 million now, that's amazing. Um, And in these sort of very difficult economic times, it's so important that we do this. Um, I don't want to be on the back foot as a, as a Christian who wants to see something happen in, in our world I don't want to be on the back foot waiting for, for crumbs to fall down um, from the richest countries um, it, it's, this is something we've been talking about uh, a debt crisis in, in the third world for a couple of years now mm. in Vineyard mm. for mm. probably ten years before and how illegitimate debts, odious debts, poor countries are paying back 456 billion dollars every year the richest countries pay the co- poor, sorry, the poorest, the poorest countries pay the richest countries and that can't be right, that has to stop. And we've been talking about a debt crisis in the third mm-hmm. world and also in the first world and now with the credit crunch we have it happening in the first world. Now where we've been saying, you know, there's a moral hazard here, there's, mm. a, there's a difficulty um, uh, there's no way that, that debts should be repaid where they're odious um, that that shouldn't be happening, um, and and where the um... sorry, can I grab a bit of your water? Yes, please do. Yeah, please do. Whether the third world countries shouldn't be paying this this kind of, of money, uh, a lot of it was lent to dodgy dictators. I mean, mm. I was looking seven hundred and fifty billion uh, to people like Pinochet, Idi Amin, mm. Suharto, Indonesia. Mm. Uh, odious debts that should be cancelled and for 10 years we've been campaigning we've seen some good things there are now children in school in Tanzania as a result of debt cancellation there's a lot of money being set free in Africa to do that Mm. there's more to do and a lot of these debts should just be cancelled so we shouldn't really be on the back foot saying we'd like in the midst of this credit crisis we'd like some more money to go to the poor we are actually on on, on the forward foot And we're saying, we've been telling you for 10 years or more that there is a difficulty with the debt crisis. It's not Mm. a credit crunch, it's a debt crisis. We've been warning you of this for 10 years and Mm. you haven't heeded us. Now, it's been happening to the poor. It now looks like it's happening to the richer countries. Uh, And we shouldn't be bailing out rich bankers Mm. ahead of the poor. Mm. We need to support our financial systems, but there are weaknesses and they need to, to fix. So... I'm, sure. I'm standing here, and you're gonna, you might have to shut me up today, no, no. Chris. But well, let me ask you a couple I, of questions. I was just going to say, I have within me at the moment. Oh. I have uh, I have a huge amount of hope, mm. and I have anger too, sure. and I'm mixing you the know? two. I think, I think I that's can an see appropriate
0: it. reaction, Roger. <laughs> now, just a couple of questions, just to clarify this. One of the things that we've all been hearing recently, as our, our governments have grappled with this current financial crisis, is that actually the banks themselves in the West. Let's just think about our situation have been irresponsible irresponsible in the way they've lent money to to people who could never pay it back and, and a lot of people are, are 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 really latching onto that and seeing that to some degree whilst one has to say I guess that there is a measure of personal responsibility largely these easy free and sometimes huge loans have been have been pushed and promoted by by banking and financial organizations to, to ordinary men and women like you and me. So, what you're saying is that the very thing that we're hearing discussed uh, and seeing the debates on in our own situation has been going on for 10 years and more with poor countries, that, that loans have been pressed upon them. Do take it, do take this loan, it's easy. And now they're paying a terrible price for it. Is, have I got that more or less right? But,
1: yes, very, very close. Um, the, and, and I'd like to, you know, the, the anger is, well, we've been warning about uh-huh. this. Yeah. Um, and one of the, the big difficulties is poor countries have been taking it, taking a long time to get debt relief. So last year, you remember, we signed a card mm-hmm. to the International Development Secretary saying, cut the strings where you're making it too difficult and too slow for poor countries to go through and to get debt relief. We, you need to, to speed that up. Um, now, what's actually been happening... Uh, Globally, is that they've been um, so they've, they've been putting those same uh, conditions onto poor countries and slowing things down. Mm. Um, mm. Now we we need to actually take that and, and move forward because it, it's um, we're in a stage where things aren't moving fast yeah. uh, with poor countries, uh, and one of the mm. real big problems that we've been dealing with is with irresponsible lending, mm. and we've been going back saying, "Look, if there is odious debt, if there is a, a We spoke a while ago about a nuclear power station in the Philippines, built on a fault line. The people of the Philippines are paying a million dollars a week uh, in debt repayments for a nuclear power station they can never use. There are dictators all around the world who have been paid out of loans by Mm. the World Bank. It's odious debt. It's illegitimate debt. It should be cancelled. Now... The process is is working too slow and there needs to be a reforming of the financial structure to bring the responsibility onto the lenders for those dodgy loans. Mm. The loans that should never have happened uh, Mm. was irresponsible and yet there's no liability on the creditors for undertaking those loans. Now, I'm talking about the 1970s and 1980s and the loans that went to the poor countries, but can you see this is actually what our system has been doing mm. recently and, and we're now bearing the consequences of. Mm. So on one hand, I'm angry, Chris, because yep. I look at it and I think, we saw this coming and we warned them and they said, no, we know better yep. and they wouldn't, listen. Um, they wouldn't listen to the people of the countries. But as well as that, there's a huge optimism mm. because I have hope that now we've got Gordon Brown saying, this is wrong. The, the, the lenders here have been irresponsible. I want to see an end to city bonuses. I want to see uh, a, an end to this irresponsible lending. Mm. There's a need for the global uh, international financial structure to change. So we're on the we're on the, the, um, the, the edge uh, of, of, of a new way of mm. dealing with finance, a new way of dealing with things, and justice can and must and should be part of that. We, we so I'm must, excited as well. Yeah, I can sense <laughs>
0: excitement, and, and rightfully so. We need to pray and, and persist in all of this. I mean, I, I think for me, one of the issues, and I think for many of us, is that we look at these global issues and we think, oh, what can I do about that? But the reality is that that's, that's a lie, isn't it? Because it's actually, it, it's, it's each one of us making some small difference and joining together. That's when the politicians sit up. You know, where, if we said if we were to, you know, send a letter saying or a photograph saying, you know, uh, 400 of us stood up for poverty, that that will not even raise an eyebrow. But if it's 40 million or 67 million, no matter, saying we need to take care of the poor in these times, that's going to make a difference, isn't
1: it? It will. Great. thank it you. Will. Yeah.
0: Well, one last question uh, after the service. I, I know you are going to hang about with some, maybe some of your Just Action folk in the. Atrium, what will you be doing
1: there? How can we respond to this? Well, there's there's a couple of things we'd like you to do. Um, Stand up, first of all, when we take the pledge. Be part of that 67 million standing up today on poverty. Remember, as you go through the week, as you talk about the the credit crunch, the debt crisis, to engage your faith and what you believe as a Christian. Um, We'd like you to sign this card We're calling on the government to pick up the pace to get more debt cancellation done. So these cards are outside on the table. So as you have your coffee, uh, you can sign one of these and leave it. We'll post it for you, uh, or you can take it away to post. Um, We'd like you to sign up on the Just Action uh, list so that we can keep you in touch with what we're doing. Uh, There is a list out there for you to sign, uh, or you can go onto the Vineyard website, onto the Just Action page, and sign up, and there's a few things we're going to be doing there. We're standing up today. Uh, At the end of November in Doha, the United Nations has called a finance and development conference, Mm -hmm. Uh, and again, the the core part of the the agenda is, what do we do with global finances? How do we fix this? And uh, these are new times, you know. Mm. I've I've been, for 10 or, or 15 years, I've been talking about debt, and I've been saying... You know, there's $400 billion worth of global debt that needs to be cancelled. And people come up to me afterwards, Roger, and they say, these are such huge figures, how mm. can we ever deal with yeah. that? Now I talk about $400 billion and they say, goodness me, is that all? Yes. Um, th- didn't we just raise that in 10 days for the bankers? So we, yeah. we're in very different times, and we, we yes. need to pray, yeah. we need to act, we need to be on the forward yeah. foot. Bless you, Roger. Stay there and, and stand with me in just a moment. Give Roger a bit of a
0: clap here. Just, standing, that's great. Just before we, we renew our pledge and, and how we're going to do that is, is I'm going to re- read the, the pledge and what happens is we stand during that and they, we're going to have a photographer take a photograph of this and then this is uploaded with the numbers onto the um, international website and then this is sent on to all and sundry. So that's how it's registered. But I, I just wanted to read from Scripture here. I've been thinking, I've had a few days off this week and been thinking about this issue. And uh, I keep coming back to uh, our Father's definition of, of true worship, true religion. And, uh, you know, Rick spoke two, three weeks ago on, on, on our faith should be more than words. Uh, and I think we got that message. I, I think we do that. but we, we need to encourage one another. Uh, and it says here, is, this, is not this the kind of true religion I have chosen, says the Lord, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cause of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Do you know, Haiti has been in the news this summer. Four hurricanes have swept through that, that, that nation and devastated it. And yet... And yet, we are still insisting that they pay their debt. It was mooted that they might, we might waive it, but the powers that be said, no, you, you, you keep on paying a payments, son. I am ashamed of that. Four hurricanes devastated that country. We've got to keep up the pressure. Is not this true religion and the glory of the Lord will be your rearguard. Roger's majored on on the debt situation, and rightly so, and, and, and very appropriately as we're so focused on that ourselves at the moment. But actually there are a number of things that we're we are insisting that our governments address. The church has always been good in relief, but we're on the front foot now, as Roger put it. We're not just dragging the man out of the river, as Jim Wallace said and I quoted last week. We're saying, who keeps throwing this man in the river? The church has always been at the forefront of of relief. Now the church and many other organizations of good faith are saying, who keeps throwing this man in the river? And rightly so. We want more and better aid. Better aid, so much of our aid is conditional. Yes, we'll send in aid. We just want oil concessions, that's all. It's wrong. Debt cancellation. Trade justice. We, we, very often we, we have trade uh, restrictions with, with developing countries. We're allowed to import anything and everything we want in there, but we put uh, quotas on what they're allowed to export to us. We put tariffs and conditions on. That's wrong. That's wrong. Climate change, of course, something that is very much on our agenda and continues to be so. These are issues that we're raising because the, the poor are the least able to, you know, to make uh, to control their environment, especially when we are... Playing heavy, playing, uh, placing heavy burdens upon them. So we're going to, uh, please, if you're uncomfortable with this, please feel free to sit where you are. But, uh, but I'd invite you to stand now, and I'm going to read this pre- pledge out, and at the end of it, we'll just say amen or something like that. But please, would you mind standing? Thank you. As I said, during this time, our photographer will record this thing, and then I'll be uploaded onto the international website that we took action this day we're holding our leaders with respect to the promises that they've already made I'm just going to pray Father we just ask now that you would bear witness to these words and that Lord God we add a prayer to these words that they would carry weight in high places places of influence and decision and decision making We stand here proudly as members of this congregation. We say that we intend to defeat extreme poverty along with this generation and men and women of goodwill. It's one of the greatest challenge of our times. We stand up now because we do not wish years from now to stand in front of the next generation and say we knew that millions of people were dying unnecessarily every year as we stood by doing nothing. We cannot stay seated when a child born in a poor country today will die 30 years earlier than a child born in a wealthy one. It's time to end all this heartbreak. We stand up because we're asking not for charity, but justice. We know that in our names, world leaders have already made promises to bring this to an end. They are called the Millennium Development Goals. What is needed is the political will to achieve and exceed these goals. So, we, hundreds of thousands of concerned individuals from over 100 countries, are on our feet to say to the leaders of the wealthy countries be great! Be great! Fight to keep your promises. Debt cancellation, more and better aid, and fair trade rules that help fight poverty. You know what needs to be done. Do it. We also stand before the leaders of the poorer countries to say be great. Fight corruption. Take a stand. Be great. Make it your first responsibility to save the lives of your poorest citizens. We ask you to achieve real transparency and accountability in how money is spent to tackle inequality, to root out corruption. You know what needs to be done. Do it. Every generation that has mighty battles to fight against evils such as slavery and apartheid, which seem as though they cannot be defeated, but history proves time and again that they can If enough people stand up against injustice. And we wish to set a record today of the number of people standing up to demand action on poverty. But the record we really want to break is the world's record of breaking promises and ignoring the poor. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you, Roger. Thank you. You know, one of the great injustices is, is, is to regard the poor as a dead weight, as a problem. Something to be ignored and forgotten. But actually, when we, when we consider the poor, when we begin to engage with the poor, and many of you this year, I mean, you were in South Africa building houses and townships, I myself earlier on this year was with a team opening our community center which we built in Govindapuram. do pray for India. You've been reading about the situation in the news. It is desperate there, the persecution. Lives are being threatened. But as we, as we engage with the poor, we realize that we are the poorer for not engaging with them. And next Saturday we have an unusual privilege in that we are going to be hosting the the African Children's Choir. Uh, We've mentioned this two or three times, but I've I've saved up a a more comprehensive explanation until today, and we're going to see a a, a 30-minute presentation about them in just a moment. Next Saturday, we will have the opportunity to embrace AIDS orphans. Every single one of the children who will be performing on this stage is an AIDS orphan. That means that one or both of their parents have died as a result of AIDS. The children's, the African children's choir is just one small response where somebody said, Enough! And they thought, These kids can sing. These kids can dance. Let's get them together. Let's feed them. Let's try and invest in their communities, let's give them some purpose, let's try and, you know, let's, let's take them on tour so people can see them. And man, how can they, they can sing and dance. We have the privilege, partnering with Thirlmere Christian Fellowship. And I want to thank Malcolm Lane in particular for organising this. Uh, we have the privilege of hosting them this weekend. This is an occasion to bring your friends this is fun, this is up, this is exuberant. This, as the flyers say, celebrates life. When we oppress the poor and ignore the poor and pretend the poor aren't there, we miss out on life because this is where Jesus is going. This is where Jesus is. Now next, uh, next Saturday, as I said, beginning at 7 o'clock, and it's now it, 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 just a bring a donation. Malcolm actually is going to be selling tickets. Next to our welcome desk after the service, but let's just sit back. Let's watch this presentation. I believe it'll make you, it'll lift your spirit, rather than depress you. Thank you. We've run out of time, folks, but uh, this is worth bringing your friends to. These kids are going to be here. At the the. It's going to be hosted by Lord Hastings. Uh, There are other guests as well. Uh, It also includes a presentation by the Youth Music Theatre Company. Malcolm Lane, who organized this, I I don't think he's in here. He is here. Uh, Forgive me, Malcolm. I'm going to embarrass you here, I know. But Malcolm is is, um, uh, suffering from uh, cancer at the moment, and he has organized this, carried the real weight of it as a response, uh, a life and positive response to his condition. So half of the funds are going to go to the Imperial Cancer Research, but the other half are going to the African Children's Choir. I I really hope that you will uh, consider giving up Strictly Come Dancing, or whatever it's called, and X Factor next Saturday night, that you will buy tickets today, that you'll bring your colleagues and bring your friends, because to be honest with you, I hope we raise a shed load of money, but I don't know about you, I want to embrace these kids. Because they're worth saving. Let's stand and pray. Just before I say the blessing, if you'd like prayer for anything... Many of us are struggling here. If you like prayer for anything out of my right, your left, and in particular, if there's anyone here with a chest infection or recovering from, an eye problem, cloudy vision, somebody with uh, blocked ears, possibly an ear infection, uh, a, a cartilage problem in the right knee, mouth infection, a mum with a mouthing infection, irritating uh, a full uh, food bowel condition. Any of of those or anything else, please go to my right. Your left one of our ministry team would be happy to pray for you. Now, Jesus, come. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us his peace. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you guys. Go to the help desk, welcome desk, get your tickets from Malcolm. He'll be there now. Thank you.